It is May 20th, 2019. This is another episode of In Tune Podcast. Yowie wowie. Yes, Brian. Yowie wowie. (laughs) Uh, Here again, Brian Howard. Yep. Adam Kendall. Thank you guys for tuning in. So, a pretty solid episode ahead here. And, uh... You want to take a quick moment before we dive into things and plug our social media? Yep. Uh, Twitter, at Coach B. Howard. On Instagram, SuplexKingB underscore. And my Instagram, Twitter are the same because I'm not difficult like somebody. Ha ha ha. It's at AddyKen, A-D-D-Y-K-E-N. Follow me. I'll probably follow you back. And um, we actually, Twitter is into is at Intune Podcast. Yep. Uh, follow the show. We'll update on new episodes, on uh, different things that we're we're out doing for the show. So uh, thanks for listening, and let's get right into it. Let's get ready to rumble, yowie wowie. All right, so we're recording this on Sunday, May nineteenth. For release on Monday, May twentieth, and we've we had some news come out in the music world. It's uh, it was some pretty sad news. Uh, Brian, you wanna you wanna take it since you were the one that yeah, um, the daughter of Slipknot's clown, twenty two year old Gabrielle. Gabrielle has passed away. Um, details are very bleak right now. We don't know what happened or anything of that nature. But Gabrielle has passed away, and yeah, they they didn't release any sort of info on it. And I'm not, I'm honestly not surprised. Uh, they they said in their statement they just please respect their privacy. Of course. Yeah. Um, because when you when you lose a child, it's tough, and especially when that child is as young as twenty two. Right. I mean, she was she was just hitting adulthood there. She had so much life ahead of her. Yeah, um, she passed away yesterday, and they made the announcement earlier today. Um, it's just a sad situation, especially, um, we're going to be talking about Slipknot a little bit later on in the show, but, um, for them and the momentum that they were just building up, this is probably very heartbreaking to them and um not just to clown because when you're in a band it's yeah. really a, that's a family a thing. family thing yeah. and especially when you're in a band for over 20 years like Slipknot has been like they literally become your brothers and then their children become part of that family as well yeah so I know clown is is feeling it the most but I know the entirety of Slipknot is really mourning right now yep so we want to just send out our our prayers, our condolences to Clown and his rest of his family, and which of course contains Slipknot. Um, I know it's gonna to be tough for them to work through. Yeah, um, like I was saying, especially with the momentum that we're just getting ready to pick up with the release of the new song this week, and you know, now tragedy strikes, and let's see what ha- what happens here. It's very sad for everybody involved. There's never a right time for tragedy. No, nope. but I mean, especially like when when they they've been working on on this new music for so long, and then 
I know this really is just going to kind of deflate deflate them. Yeah, so our um our prayers are going up for Slipknot and for the family. So clown. Um we're thinking about you, man. Rest in peace, Gabrielle. And now let's move on. Let's, let's move on with it, man. Yowie wowie. I hate you so much, man. Yowie wowie. <laughs> He's been doing this for the past hour. Yes. For an hour, I've had to hear you say yowie wowie every five minutes. See a fine girl at the store? Yowie wowie. Eat some ice creams at eat some ice cream at Goodberries? Yowie wowie. Such such a good thing to say. What's up, man? How was your week? <laughs> long. It was long. Mm. Training for work. Thank God the week's over. <laughs> but it starts again tomorrow. Don't remind me. <laughs> Don't remind me. Tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> I, I just I'm so I'm so glad that I'm inside an office right now while it's jumping back up into the nineties every day. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, oh, thank God. Although, Friday morning, we came into the office, and the air conditioning was down. Yikes. Yikes is right. That is not yowie wowie. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah thank, thankfully, it was only like a couple hours, and they had it back on, but yeah, it was, it was a very warm day in the office. <laughs> all those bodies and computers putting off heat, man. Oh gosh, I couldn't imagine. It's like, like, around the outside, it's like Florida ceiling windows too. So you got that sun hitting them and coming in. Oh wow. Yeah. But um, how was your week? It was okay. Um, work, football. How's more the, work. How's more the football. team doing? We're looking good. Um, I'm thinking our number before the start of the season is gonna be around forty. Which that's not bad, but of course, for a one A school, you want to get about seventy. So there's thirty kids somewhere that we haven't seen. Um, think most. Hopefully, we have a big freshman class. So that's what we're waiting for. Freshmen can't come on campus until June 11. So once June 11 gets here and we get some freshmen in, then we'll really see what we got. But um, the returners are looking good, looking strong. Um, the quarterbacks are throwing the ball well. So, um, looking promising. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's it's looking okay. Offensive line needs to develop some depth. But, I mean, we're replacing what? Yikes. We're replacing four of the five starting offensive linemen from last year. So, one of three of the five. Three of the five. It's just James hasn't shown up yet (laughs) for practice. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, so, I got distracted by something. So, we are also, since it is Sunday, uh, we have WWE Money in the Bank on the TV right now. We're watching that. And as the show progresses, we're going to give updates on it. A little bit of a reaction here and there. Currently, Bailey is setting up a. Uh, never mind, she got punched in the face. Oh, that's always nice. <laughs> oh, big thing. What did I tell you last week about Penny Hardaway? Man. 
What did I tell you? I told you. I'm still mad about that, though. Like, he, he stole you. Boogie from us, man. He stole Boogie from us. But I told you that when Boogie D committed, that's where he was going to go. I know. It still stings. <laughs> Let me be salty, Brian. It's just... It's just something about Penny Hardaway that these young kids like. Now, keep in mind, none of these kids have seen Penny Hardaway play. <laughs> not, not in person, anyway. Maybe some highlights here and there. Yeah, they probably seen him on YouTube or something. Like, none of these kids have ever seen Penny Hardaway play. I've barely seen Penny Hardaway play. So. Penny Hardaway was that dude back in the day. Yeah, yeah, so I think that one thing is for sure, he is now probably the most hated coach in college basketball by other fellow coaches because all the other coaches now understand that when it comes to recruiting and you see him going after the guy that you want, that you better bring your A game. Oh, yeah. That's going to really step up recruiting. Oh yeah, absolutely. And how schools it's gonna change how schools to go about recruiting, absolutely. Absolutely. I guarantee you Coach K is taking no right now because Penny literally took away Boogie Ellis. Boogie Ellis. He was committed. He was like, I'm playing for Duke. And Penny, signed his letter of intent. He signed it. He Penny literally just grabbed him away from Coach K. So Coach K is gonna be like he's he's gonna dramatically change things up. He's not gonna let that happen again. But it's also like I told like I said last week. Penny has swagger. A lot of these other coaches around here, they don't have swagger. They can't sweet talk you into anything. A lot of these coaches go off of, well, I coach this person, I coach that person. Penny walks in there. I can't tell you about this person or that person, but I can tell you how I'm going to coach you. I like that, though. You know what I mean? So that's one thing about it. And he never promises to recruit anything. I think also what helped out was him coaching the number one player in the class, James Wiseman, in high school. So, James Wiseman just was like, I'm going to go play for coach because that's, that's what he's used to. And I think once that happened, everything just started falling in line. Like, Precious, uh, Precious Akura, who everybody just knew was going to UNC, decided he was going to Memphis as well. Let's be happy about that one, though. <laughs> right. But that gave Memphis the number one recruiting class in the country. First time since? Since Calipari did it with Derrick Rose Derrick at Memphis. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, that was, let's be real, that was the last, that team right there was the last time Memphis was even relevant. Yeah, I could see that. Gotta remember, Tyreek Evans was right after that. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know a whole lot about Memphis. Sorry, yeah. Tyreek Evans was right after that. Um, but they're they're about to be relevant again. That that squad that Penny put together. Yeah, he just walked in the door and I was just like, that player, that player, that player, and all of a sudden he's got the number one team in the country. Yes. <sighs> which which uh, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and it was like, so. Is Memphis a national championship contender this yeah. year? Yeah. It's like, duh. He's, he stole a player away from a team that was a favorite to win the national championship. Yeah. It's like, duh. Like, I respect Penny Hardaway, but right now I hate him. Oh, 
I love Penny. <laughs> I love Penny. All right, he's doing the, he's doing, he's doing what a lot of other people can't do. And that's going there to recruit with the blue with the blue bloods. Anytime you, everybody's list that you see right now, they got Memphis, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. Memphis, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. Memphis, Duke. Kentucky, he turned them Kansas. into he turned that team into one of the blue bloods. Not yet, but working on it. If they're not, they're damn close now. Yeah, I would so. say. So we'll see what happens. Uh, now he got the talent. So now it's not like he made any excuses. Anyways, he's never been one to make excuses. Um, this past year's team was not good, but this team right here, with the guys that he wanted, and the guys he actually had time to go out and recruit. Now let's see what he does. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Next season is going to be a really interesting one. Yeah. Um, how are we feeling about <laughs> the fact that the Pelicans have the number one pick? Stephen A. Smith went nuclear on ESPN. Man, I love that selfie video he did. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Did you hear him on his radio show? No, I'm kind of like off the Stephen A bandwagon a little bit to be honest. Why? I don't know. He's just Some some of the things he said just rubbed me the wrong way. Such as Wasn't he going in on Duke last year? No. Someone maybe I'm thinking of someone else. I don't know. He's just which it depends on what you mean by going off on Duke. No, like shitting on him, basically. Well, was it was it well deserved? I don't care. I don't want him talking shit on my team. I mean, <laughs> I think that's the difference between me and a lot of fans. Because if it's well deserved, I don't mind it. Yo, Sonia Deville has Mandy Rose on her shoulders and k- climbing a ladder right now. Yeah. That's a strong woman. Is she really gonna let her win? Get the heck out of here. What are you here. talking about, let her win? Oh, is this where fire and desire breaks up? Oh, Bailey. Hey, Bailey. Oh, jeez. Oh. Uh, they're kind of in the dark here right now. Bailey just shoved them off the ladder. Yo, Bailey's gonna win? And Bailey wins. Okay. Well, so Bailey's getting a push? That's the F you to, to Sasha. I thought that, like, her coming back meant, like, because uh, like, if you come back, we'll let you win the money in the bank. She didn't come back. She didn't? Sasha didn't. I've, I've missed the last few, yeah. last couple weeks of. Sasha's in the home. Oh, yeah, that is an F you to Sasha, then. Yes. Like, yeah, we're going to give it to your friend there. Yeah. But uh, what you about the uh, so anyways, as you know, Stephen A. Smith grew up in New York City, New York Knicks fan, but he Yankees went Yankees fan too, right? Hmm? Yankees fan. Yep. Okay. And right. Giants. Oh yeah, I know he wasn't he going off about um them taking Daniel Jones. Everybody going off about Man, that. Yeah, who wasn't honestly, dude? Joe Budden's video. That was the funniest thing ever. I mean, it's just... I mean, call me biased, but I just feel that the people that are talking about that trash just never watch them play. 
I think yeah, that's that's where it came from. Like they've never they never watched him play. They don't know what he what he can do. And then uh, and then they exclude the fact that he didn't have the weapons that um that um Mike Haskins. I meant not Mike Haskins. Dwayne Haskins has. I what I'm gonna do though is when Daniel Jones does start winning some things in uh, New York, I'm going to go find that video, and I'm going to send it to Joe Budden. Yeah. Like, hey, you remember this? How, where's that energy right now? Don't start with Joe Budden. You know he's crazy. I don't care. Uh, you would care. That dude is crazy. I don't give a damn. The cat's wild. Um... Did you see the new uh, DJ Khaled song with uh, Nipsey Hussle? I didn't get a chance to check it out yet. Is it good? <sighs> the music video, Tear Jerker. Oh, man. Tear Jerker. Is, this, is the song good? Yeah. It's literally... So it's Nipsey Hussle rapping. John Legend is singing the hooks. Get out of here. Yeah. Yo. And then a Khaled beat. Um, yeah. It's 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 this is tear darker, man. It's tough. It's imagine tough. the video is like a tribute to him. Well, it they actually did the music video. I remember yeah, like I saw when like he was alive. From it. Yeah. So I was like, oh man. Just seeing him, you know, it was just like whoa. But yeah, um let me see, anything else sports related that we Oh, the Carolina Hurricane season is finally over. <laughs> I like how you said finally. I mean, they did what they were, they did, they far exceeded expectations. Oh, yeah. Eastern, <laughs> Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I don't care if it was a sweep or not. Like, they shouldn't have been there. I didn't, ex- I'll be honest, I didn't expect the Bruins to sweep them. I did after game one. Game one was 6-2. I was like, oh, it's over. Yeah. I feel that we uh the Hurricanes did they exceeded expectations. Now they have an off season to get to try and find a way to improve off of what they did this year. And but that's exciting. I'm pretty sure those tickets are going to skyrocket and oh, people tickets next season. <laughs> there's gonna be more than five thousand people at the game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, that that was a thing. Uh, Anything else sports related? Not that I can think of. The Lakers hired Frank Vogel. Oh yeah, who used to coach at Indiana? Yep. Yep. How's he gonna do that? Terrible. He's gonna get fired. Two years? I think two years. I'll give him a full year. One year and he's gone. You think? Yeah, I don't think the, I think the Lakers are at the point where they're just done playing around. Well, they're at the point where nobody with any knowledge of management is really working for them anymore. You told Magic he had all this power, he wanted to make some moves, you fired. He, you wouldn't let him do it, so he quits. Because he's Magic Johnson, he don't need to take orders from you. Man, it's richer than God. Yeah. <laughs> he's Magic Johnson. Yeah. So, I understand why he quit. Um, LeBron LeBron came to the Lakers 
off of a conversation with Magic Johnson. So no. what does that do now? Is LeBron going to leave? Well, he signed a four-year deal. Demand a trade? He could demand a trade, but who's going to want LeBron James? Because now the perception in the league is LeBron James is messy. Everywhere he goes, there's chaos. Mm. And good teams aren't going to want him there. Yeah, yeah. And then that. they're saying that nobody's really interested in signing Kyrie anymore. Messi. He goes drama. Yeah. I mean. He's messy too. Kyrie has some mental issues he needs to get worked out. He's hey. starting to slowly turn into like Dennis Rodman or something. Jesus, really? <laughs> that bad? Anytime your team that went, that was one game away from going to the NBA Finals without you, Get you back, and y'all get bounced in the second round in five games. Yeah, something's not right there. Like, there were points where they wouldn't pass the ball to each other in the uh, playoffs. He's definitely leaving Boston this this summer. Yeah. Where does he go? New York? He's going to go to New York. I think. But if I'm the Knicks, I got Dennis. I got Dennis Smith Jr. And probably picking up KD. KD and RJ Barrett. You don't need Kyrie. Not even the Knicks would want Kyrie. That's saying something. That's that, bad, right? If the Knicks don't even want you. That's bad. Like, hey, can I? Come? I mean, arguably, one of the best point guards in the league when he's playing at his at his top. At his at top. top yeah. And you're like, hey, can I come over there and play with you guys? And they're like, nah, man, we're good. There's something wrong. I, I mean, I think the Knicks are still the front runner for me, but I don't think that he's like their top priority. I think their top priority is Katie. Kevin Durant. Katie, oh, absolutely. And if As the, it should be. And if yeah. I'm the Lakers, I try to get Kyrie. But from what I heard, and then reunite. Kyrie and LeBron? Yeah. You think that's going to go well? From what I heard, Kyrie has no interest in ever playing with LeBron again. See, that's why I say you think that'll go well if they try and force that? Well, they they won a championship together. They tried it apart. It didn't work for either one of them. Is so it, bring it back together. Like, is, is it like Kobe and Shaq? Yeah. <laughs> or even Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. You know, they don't get along. But they make magic together. When they make magic together. Yeah. I, get, I mean, I, Kobe and Shaq hated each other the entire time they were in Los Angeles, but they stuck it out and they made it work. Yeah, so. <laughs> I just made a mess I got to clean up now. <laughs> yeah. And I only stopped that for probably like five minutes. <laughs> My dog over there acting a fool. And I threw a roll of paper towels to stop her. <laughs> and now I got paper towels all over the place. But, yeah, so... <laughs> I think they, they're they going to be like, okay, Come we here. tried it apart. Come here. You know I love you. We tried it apart. It didn't work. Put it back together and see what we can do. See if it can, it can recreate that magic now. Which I don't think they can. But... Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio now. Does Dominic get involved? I think he does. He's been, because he, he, we got it muted so that it doesn't interfere with the audio here, but Dominic and Rey Mysterio just had a 
had a little bit of a conversation before going out there. So they keep they keep putting Dominic in the spotlight there. I think yeah, there he is again. Yeah, they put him on TV. He's going to come out there to the ring. And what if he low blows his dad? Oh, my God. You think? <laughs> I just think he's going to, like, Samoa Joe's going to be taking over. Uh, Dominic comes out, gets in Samoa Joe's face, gets slapped into a coquina clutch. Maybe. That'd be wild. It would. Well, hey, we covered everything. Yeah. Let's yeah. take a break and move on something else. Let's do it. Hey, Brian. Yep. It's time for uh, Would You Rather. You got one for me, buddy? I got one for you. Let's hear it. Would you rather take a choke slam from The Undertaker or a choke slam from The Big Show? Undertaker. It'd be an honor to get choke slammed by The Undertaker. Come on. Okay. I'm more of an Undertaker fan than a Big Show fan anyways. Well, yeah, everybody is. Well, would you rather get slapped in the chest by Big Show or slapped in the chest by Roddy Strong? Andre the Giant. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I I would say Andre because that's like just like getting chopped by Roddy. Yeah. It's like you're going through something. <laughs> like you, that gain, That's like one of those things that gains you respect in the locker room. Like, yo, you took it like a champ. Right. <laughs> so I'd go. I'd go Andre. Okay. All right. So I, I saw this one the other night, and it's a good question. Would you rather be in a zombie apocalypse or an alien invasion? Alien invasion. Why? Because I don't like zombies. Okay. The only zombie I like is Rob. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just gotta dig through the dishes and burn through the witches, man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I would say zombie apocalypse because I know exactly how to kill a zombie. I don't know how to kill an alien. How do you kill a zombie? Gotta damage its brain, man. Oh. Take it out at the brain. I know that from watching movies. Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Any zombie movie. (laughs) Straight to the brain. Yep. I don't know how to kill a damn alien. I think I'd just go to sleep. (laughs) I think I'll just go to sleep. Whatever happens, happens. All right. That's that's a solid plan for the apocalypse. (laughs) I know who I'm sticking with during those times. Yeah. <laughs> B. Howard. Yeah, so last week, I was, I, we forgot to do this one segment. You you promised you were going to do it, and then you didn't do it. Yeah, so I personally did not do this part because I wanted to do it on the show, like I promised. And I'm just going to let you run with it, man. Don't hold back. It's me actually filling out the survey. For Epicenter Festival. So I just clicked on it to log in here. I'll put in my email address so that they can send me updates on tickets for next year. I think after what you say, you're probably not going to be welcome back. I probably won't be welcome back, but it will be just fine with me. 
Alright, how did I hear about the event? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Previous years. Previous. That's going to be the other. Previous years. <laughs> did you? Pre next question. Did you previously attend Carolina Rebellion? Oh. Yes, I've attended Carolina Rebellion. If you live outside of the Rockingham area, how did you travel to Rockingham? Personal or friend's vehicle. I drove my new ass car down there. That's how the fuck I got there. <laughs> which, Here we go. which I'm pretty pissed off about, by the way, because y'all motherfuckers didn't have proper parking for my new car. <laughs> how did you travel to the ep epicenter of grounds? My brand new ass car. That's Are how. Are you actually typing that in? Well, just clicking. Oh, it. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like Please a space where you type your and you're typing in brand new ass car. <laughs> Please enter your question here. What are you going to do about traffic? Oh, here we go. And parking. Oh, and parking. Will Tool and Judas Priest be welcome back next year. Cause that was, that was both were huge gets, but Judas Priest was massive. <laughs> yeah. Was Judas Priest. Please let your your martial status. Very single. Do you have any children under the age of eighteen? Nope. What is the highest degree of level of school? Bitch, college grad. <laughs> what was the deciding factor in your attendance of Epicenter? Have attended Carolina Rebellion previously and wanted to check out Epicenter. The band's in the lineup. Oh, you can only pick one with this one. Have attended. Other, then I'm going to put bands in the lineup. <laughs> and friends were attending. Please rate the following experiences at Epicenter. <laughs> Ticket buying experience. That was easy because you motherfuckers love take our money. Interest great staff. <laughs> I had no problems at the gate. Speed of entrance. I was VIP, so it didn't bother me none. Didn't go to the. I didn't go to the lost or found or any of that shit. Cause I'm actually responsible, you know. I keep up with my stuff. The episode of website. It was good. It was good. The app. The app was good. Festival specific merchandise choices. It was okay. Band specific merchandise choices, bad. Oh, really? It wasn't like a lot of stuff from the bands there. You know what I mean? Like, on Tool Day, it was all Tool shit. But, like, maybe one or two Rob Zombie shirts. Get out of here. I don't, maybe one pre shirt. But everything was just like Tool, 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 Tool. Cleanliness of festival grounds, bad. Cleanliness and availability of porta potties, eh, it was okay. 
Overall design and look for the site, bad. Camping, did not use that experience. That'd be a question for Robbins. Yep. Check any experiences or sponsor at activations you visited at Epicenter. I went to the Village Stage. I went to the FIE Fan Experience. I went to Fuck Cancer. Monster Energy Experience. I'm glad to see that they brought that monster uh, I, went, back. I went to Zippo. I didn't go to none of the rest of this shit. Because oh. most of this other stuff was like... Well, you would have went to all of it. Oh, yeah. Like okay, alcohol stuff. What? To the alcohol up. stuff. Shut up. <laughs> Rank the following on how important they are for you to return to Epicenter in 2020. Drag arrows to arrange. Let's see. Hmm. Location. Location is numero uno for my ass. Experiment. I don't care about the sponsor activations. Two would be the lineup. Everything else is right. It's up to just. Everything else is right. So for me, number one is the location. Number two is bands and lineup. Number three, ticket options. Number four, date of date of event. Number five, for you, Adam, craft beer and alcohol offerings. Number six, food selections. Number seven, festival transportation. Number eight, uh, sponsor activations. Number nine. Ticket price number ten shade options number eleven friends are going to the event and number twelve free water options. Which social media platforms do you use most? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Now, guess what? The only option left is dating apps. Want to go check that too? What? Hit me up on Tinder. Let me stop. But this I'll is put my Tinder, guys. Go this is my Tinder. Go check it out. Please review your answers for this page. There was a problem with one of one or more of them. It better not been a problem. Ah, I selected too many. Alright, damn it, just use Facebook then. Motherfucker. Continue. What apps do you regularly use on your phone, tablet, or mobile device? None of these. Oh, Spotify. Sometimes. Not even Spotify anymore. What types of publications do you read regularly? 
online news websites, books. <laughs> How likely are you to buy a new automobile in the next year? Not at all likely. You should have asked me that last year, motherfucker. Anyways, <laughs> which other following sources do you plan to use? <laughs> well, think about it, Adam. I drove my new car. Your brand new ass car. Yes. And it just went boom, 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 pow, boom, 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 into a big ass field. Do you understand how mad I was? Yeah. Oh, that's why you were on the phone. I use Netflix. What is your main purpose of airline travel? Why does this even matter? I don't fly. No preference. Continue. <laughs> You're like, my ass stays on the ground. Yeah. Was your favorite band that performed at Epicenter? <laughs> Foo Fighters, Tool, Corn, Judas Priest, Rob Zombie. You should you should select Judas Priest just to be a dick. I know, <laughs> but I want them to bring Rob Zombie back, so I'm gonna put Rob Zombie. Yeah, because I didn't get to go see him. Shapes. Shapes. Uh, wage war. Light the torch for the five minutes they were up there. Bad flower. Motionless and white. Oh, you can only pick one. Motionless. Zombie. What was your favorite overall part of Epicenter? Band performances. What is one way we could move it back to Concord? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the curfew. <laughs> Ain't like nobody got any extra time out the deal. Yeah, not enough to justify moving it because of the curfew. Exactly. It was really close to the same link that was in Concord, and it was so much easier. Yes. Which artist would you most likely? Which artist would you most like to see play Epicenter in twenty twenty? Slipknot Metallica Oh If they get Metallica All is forgiven Slayer Is Slayer still going to be playing in 2020 Yeah hell yeah You know they are They haven't hit every city in the United States yet Okay I'm just saying Alright I'll put Tool on there Because I do want to actually see Tool Judas Priest Get some Iron Maiden in that in that thing. And like this is just all headliners doing those smaller bit. Alter Bridge. Twenty twenty is Alter Bridge time. Yeah, yeah, of course.
Arch Bridge. Uh, uh oh, I just had one on on the tip of my tongue. Oh, Papa Roach. It's about that time for Papa Roach to return. Alright, finish survey. Alright, my survey has now been completed. So, Epicenter 2020, let's see if they use my suggestions. Be better. Just be better. Move it back to Concord. Find a way out of that contract. Please. Or at least cut the grass next year. That would start off. That was that would be good. <laughs> Cut the grass. You have a whole three hundred and sixty some days, well three hundred fifty some days now, to either resod the grass to get rid of those patches, or just cutting the grass for once might be nice. Cause I got kind of tired of grass, you know, rubbing against my ankles and shit. I feel you. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that right there. Yep. That's your epicenter survey. Yep. <laughs> on this day I see clearly everything has come to life okay now we got that out of the way mm -hmm. it's time for on this day in music history on this day May 20th way back in 1966 yeah it's a long time ago yep Pete Townshend and Roger Daltrey of the Who, got tired of waiting for John Entwistle and Keith Moon to arrive for their gig at the Rick, at the Ricky Tick Club. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, that's a place I want to go to. In Windsor, England. So they took to the stage with the bass player and drummer of the local band that opened the show. When Moon and Entwistle finally arrived in the middle of the set, a fight broke out with Townshend hitting Moon on the head with his guitar. Moon and Entwistle quit the band and then rejoined a week later. Yeah, sounds like some from England. Uh, that sounds like some straight up who bullshit. Yep. That was, there was so many issues with that band back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that that happened on this day fifty three years ago. Something like that. My math is correct. I know I'm not great at it. Mm. But yep. Let's talk about Slipknot. Please, let's talk about Slipknot. Alright, let's talk about Slipknot. So, they released a new song. Finally. And unveiled their new mask. Finally. And finally confirmed that Chris Fane is most likely not in that band anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much done. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess, before I go over to my rant... I will just say... This episode is full of you ranting, and normally I'm the one ranting. Well, a lot has made me mad in the past week. <laughs> I'll just start by saying... Slipknot released a single... Followed by a performance on the Jimmy Kimmel Show. Single, followed by performance on the Jimmy, on the Jimmy Kimmel Show. And the mask... Looked... Pretty good to me. With that being said, are we going to play the song right now? Right now? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's play the song. The The album is called We Are Not Your Kind. Yep. And the song is called Unsainted. Yes. 
That's Slipknot's new song. God, I love Unsainted. it. I love it, man. I was just going to ask your opinions on it. I love it. I love the song, too. But there's a segment of Slipknot fans out there. Yeah, they can eat them. Who hate the song and hate the mask. Some people just need to be pissed off about things. Uh, apparently that song isn't heavy enough for them either. I thought it was very heavy. Thought it was heavy enough for a single that you were going to sing on Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> a talk show. I mean, Slipknot isn't the talk show type. No. Like, at all. <laughs> That's why, like, when they when they announced it that they were going to be on Kimmel, I was like, Really? So I mean, like he'll have like rock bands on, yeah. Nice, but like yeah. it's like an Alter Bridge or a Lincoln Park or yeah. But wasn't Papa Roach on one time? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I mean it's it's typically that type of rock music. Slipknot though. So they're not gonna go there and sing Custer on national television. <laughs> they should. <laughs> they should. <laughs> I know you would love that. Oh, man, I'd be all about it. I'd buy a ticket to that Kimmel show. Right. <laughs> but the packaging of the song with the mask and with the performance on the Jimmy Kimmel show was perfect marketing in my, in my mind. My opinion oh, yeah. is perfect, perfect marketing. Oh, yeah. A lot um, of attention. Yes. Um, the mask, some people were mad because the mask resembled the last ones for some of the guys. But yeah, if you're a clown, I guess you have you to look like a clown, yeah. you know. Uh, so that I mean, was the, the only issue that I had with the masks, Brian, because like I, I mentioned to you yesterday, yesterday um, Corey Taylor's mask he was using previously, where it had the the piece you you take off on yeah. on the, like the upper part of it. I I really like that mask a lot, and when I saw that they were changing it, I I was a little sad about it because I I just like that one so much. But the new masks, I do like. I don't hate them. I, they're pretty cool. Corey's mask reminds me of, like, old Slipknot, Slipknot from, like, back in the day when they first started. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It's, like, one of the older ones. Yeah. Um, Maybe this mask has some tricks, too, that we haven't seen yet. I hope it does. Because... that the, thing was so cool, and he would just, like, partway through the show, just take it off. Yeah. Because, uh, like, even in the music video... Like, as he was performing, the mask was, like, had, like, video stuff going on on it. Oh. So, maybe, I'm thinking that maybe that's one of the features of that mask. Um, It does look hideous, which is a good thing for Slipknot, of course. That's what they're going for. That's what they're going for. It does look hideous. Trying to scare you. Um, he looked very much like the Joker when he was performing on Jimmy Kimmel. Like, oh. the way he walked around and stuff. Or that could just be him hurting from knee, double knee surgery. <laughs> if it is, he needs to keep that because that is cool. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that, first of all, I think all of our fans need to relax. The song is good. The song Some is people's, good. Somebody said, like, oh, this is more Stone Sour than Slipknot. Are you kidding me? This is vintage Slipknot. Yeah. Um, see, those kind of people piss me off. Yeah. It's a good song. And 
I know, like, uh, I, me and you have had knee-jerk reactions when a band puts out a song and it's it hasn't been great. Right. When We've done it with Papa Roach. We've done it with Fozzie. Fozzie, especially. Fozzie being the biggest one. Yeah. But one thing we always said when we would ha- when the song would come out and we would have our conversation about it like do you hear this shit uh, i'm not i'm not feeling it and we always ended that conversation with let's just wait to see the next couple singles and then yep. we're going to really pass judgment on this album yep. that's what people need to do there's going to be another single that comes out soon mm-hmm. there's going to be another one after that probably yep then you pass your judgment on what you think the album's going to be or if you want Wait till the whole freaking album comes out, and then start judging it. And then go see them live. Absolutely, because a lot of these songs will sound this way on the recording, and then you go, and you saw it at an Epicenter. Yeah. It sounds completely different live. They they add in heavy elements. Yep. So, I always say, go see them live. Because that was the biggest live. knock with that last Linkin Park album. And then you heard, when I heard those songs live on YouTube, it sounded so much heavier. It sounded more like the typical Linkin Park. Bring me the Horizons new album. That, that's what I was referring to when I said you saw it at Epicenter. You yeah. said that those new songs off the off the new album they put out sounded really awesome live. Yeah. It didn't sound as computerized as it did mm-hmm. on the actual album. Was I Prevail there? No. No. For some they were there know. last year. Ah. Were they? Yep. I Prevail and Bad Wolves were there last year. Oh. Okay. Yeah. We still going to see that show? I plan on it. Let's go. Um. So yeah, I just think that you need to wait until you pass judgment. Accept the music for what it is. It's a great song that I have not stopped listening to since it I came out. <laughs> um, the mask. They're just mask. You you're they're into. Gonna, they're gonna change them again. Yeah. Everybody's not kissed and can keep the same freaking makeup for 40 years. They change masks every al- album, right? Mm, not Maybe not Almost. every album, but Almost. like every other. Something like I know that. they changed masks for this last one, though. Yeah. The Grey Chapter? Yeah. They changed masks, and that's when Corey Taylor had that... The double, The, yeah. the removable mask thing. And, um, um, I think it's more like, well, it's time for a change type of thing. Yeah, because there was a lot of time that passed between albums for Slipknot. Because I know yes. it was... Corey Taylor has Stone Sour. Yeah. I mean, I know there were some legal things going on with Slipknot. And then after they started working on it, then the whole Chris Fenn thing happened. Which I wanted to touch on that, too. Yeah, I know. That's why I brought it up now. That's a, you ruined my segue there. Oh, I had a fault. smooth segue, and you just ruined it, Brian. Well, apparently, Chris Fenn is no longer in Slipknot. And the reason he's not in Slipknot is because they said that he's not a real member of the band. And then on top of that, they unveiled this guy playing percussion with the burnt face. And everybody's like, oh, that's not Chris. So lead us all to believe that Chris Fane is done. But they came out and said that he's not a real member. That's what they said. That's what they're so talking about. They basically said he's out. Yep. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with it. I mean if he, he was a hire for play. He was a hired gun. He was a hired gun that was in the band for over ten years, yes. A little fishy, but I like it. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm team Slipknot on this. Yeah, so that's... Even uh, somewhere I saw an interview that he did like a while back, and he was talking about like the hazing that he went through Ooh. and uh, how they... Uh, how he still didn't feel like he was an actual member of the band because they wouldn't give him a number at first and they wouldn't let him record. Like, he just felt like he wasn't a member of the band. Well. And technically, according to them, you won't, so. <laughs> um, it's probably just like a petty thing, like, uh, he's not even really in Slipknot. Anyways. Well, that's where it comes, like, alright, if we're being honest, the band is Clowns. Slipknot is Clowns band. He's the only original member left, right? Yes. Not even, um... Joey Jordison, who left the band, um, those the, two were the original members. The guitarist, uh, the big guy, Mick? Yeah, Mick, Mick Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, Mick Thompson. He's not an original? No. So it's literally just Clown? Yeah. But all the other guys have been in for, like, years. years. So they're... Including Chris, by the way. I mean, like... I would go, like, so, like, Clown's, like, the only original member. Then it's, like, Corey Taylor that's even close to being an original. Yes. Even though he's technically not even the original he's guy. Not, not even the original singer. He just, he came in right before they made it big. Yep. So, I kind of consider him to be the original guy, though, in that aspect. How does it feel? How do you feel being that guy? Or how do you feel being Paul Diano, who's the lead singer of Iron, Iron Maiden, Maiden before Bruce Dickinson? And then Bruce comes in, and all of a sudden the band just goes... Right up in the stratosphere. Yeah. That's got to suck. On a lesser degree, Jesse Leach and Howard Jones. It's got to be like you're a college basketball player and you leave to go to the NBA and that following season, that team goes and wins the national championship. championship. Yeah. Gerald Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> Just so, so think about that. Like, how, how does that guy feel like people get the trivia questions wrong all the time because they didn't even know you existed. Like, <laughs> like, who was the original member of Slipknot, the original singer of Slipknot? And it's like, your name's in there, and then right under it's Corey Taylor, and everyone's clicking Corey's Corey Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, I exist, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's got to suck. I, I couldn't imagine being those guys. But, yeah. So, um, Chris Sane is... Apparently, out of Slipknot for good. He was never in, apparently. And he was never in, according <laughs> to them. But that's what happens when you get greedy. But I don't know if he was being greedy. If I was in a band, I would probably want to know how much I'm like how much I should be making to. But I wouldn't then go and make it a big deal with lawyers, like I always and say. Be so public about it. Yeah, but like I always say, I don't want the government in my business. Yeah, I don't want the government knowing what I'm doing either. So, like, if there's an issue... Did that sound as bad as I thought it just did? Yeah. My whole family's gonna be like, Adam, what are you doing over there? Right. (laughs) But, like, if I'm... If I have an issue, my best bet is to get it worked out away from a courtroom. That's so much money right there. Yeah. So, you took your fellow bandmates to court... And then you wanted to stay? And then you wanted to stay. It doesn't work that way. There was something that could have been worked out amongst you non-guys. And then maybe you could have stayed. Yep. Maybe. Well, you you would have stayed because there's no reason to separate from you then. Once you bring lawyers into it. Once you take it into the public image, 
Yeah. And everyone sees it. They're like, yeah, we're, we're going to, like, not continue with you anymore because this is pretty fucking embarrassing right here. Yes, it is. Especially for a band like Slipknot where I think all those guys consider themselves to be family. and Like we touched on earlier. Yeah. And you have to... I mean, they, they, they played together for over 20 years, Brian. Yeah. Literally, like, that's... That's family. Yeah. Shit, I've known you for, like, 10 years, and I consider you family. Family, right. So, imagine what where we'll be over 10 years from now. Right. I mean... So, yeah, I mean, it's just... It's a weird situation. But I also just found it weird that the guy was in the music... The, whoever the new guy is was already in the music video. This has been... I mean, yeah. Well, we don't know how recently that was shot... But I, I imagine this whole process and the issues with Chris has been going on for a while. So they were like, guys, let's just shoot this video and we're going we're gonna to get this guy over here to... Because at first, like, you, it, really, it could have been a stand-in. Just like, hey, kid, put this on real quick. Act like you're playing the I mean, drums. It could have been Chris and they're just going to take the mask and give it to whoever they bring in next. That's a good possibility. It very well could have been Chris. And they're like... It, they redesigned the mask. He he wore it, and they're now that he's out, they're gonna keep the mask and be like, "Here, you sure us now." That makes sense because Chris wasn't the original guy wearing the pointed nose. He, so. so they basically did that, but with Chris, Chris. replacing. Yep. So I could so that's a very real possibility then. Yeah. I I think I bet that's what it was. Because that guy he went on Jimmy Kimmel. He he was playing like he knew everything. They, I mean, they only played all out on um, all out life and unsainted. Oh, they did. Yep. So on all out life on the. I noticed on the track listing, all out life wasn't on the new album. No, it's, that's just a standalone just single. Just standalone. Yep. Okay. Maybe it doesn't fit with the context of the album. I, I liked it though. I liked. This I one. liked it too, but maybe it doesn't fit because with the I was looking of the for album. it. I was like, because I only saw that unsainted was. Released and I'm scrolling through. I'm like, where's All Out Life? I thought that was from the. Yeah. I'm with it though. We get a whole, whole set of new. Yeah. Awesome. I'm. I'm. I, bottom line, I'm just looking forward to this new Slipknot album. I can't wait to hear the rest of it. And of course, we will review that when when the new single comes out. We'll we'll play it on here and we'll talk about it. But yep. take away from this one, we love the new Slipknot song. Yes. I love the new Slipknot song. I love the mask. I'm glad that they're making music again. I'm glad they're about to go on tour. So. <laughs> oh, man. we got to go see them. we got to try and make that Virginia Beach show. I know. Is I that know. the closest they're coming? Yeah. we got to go, man. we got to go see Slipknot. We've only seen them at Rebellion. So we need yeah. to see a legitimate headlining Slipknot show. You're right. And we got to be in the pit for it. You're not right. <laughs> I'm 100% right. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> we get oh man, we gotta be there. Yeah, but it sucks that we can't do our our weekend at the beach, though. The I original know. plan. I know. We'll 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 do that for whatever band that comes to Virginia Beach on a weekend. Right. But that's uh Slipknot. Slipknot breakdown. They're back. Finally, they're I... back. Redefined. They said Reinvented. that they, yeah, and they uh, said that this new album is going to be a combination of Iowa oh. 
And uh, that was a good album. What was the album? Ah, what's the album? Was it? And, um, was it? Is it the one with Psychosocial? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I forget, I'm blanking on the name of the album, but I mean those were the, the oh the sl- subliminal verses. The, the two best Slipknot albums. Yeah. Oh, my God. They say that's, this is what this album is. It's a hybrid of those uh, Hopefully, two. they're not swerving us like Shinedown did with... Um, did it sound like they were swerving us? Not not so far. But also, the first song that Shinedown put out was Cut the Cord, correct? That's true. So... <laughs> that's very true. Slipknot might slide us a... a how did you love? <laughs> <laughs> but they would sing the hell out of that, too, though. If they did something like a How Do You Love, Corey's fucking. I mean, Slipknot has savage. done a ballad. Yeah. Snuff. Yeah. And it's a badass song. Yeah. I love that song. Slipknot's just a badass. Slipknot's band. just all around, just completely badass band, dude. Yeah. They're one of my favorites, honestly. Mine's too. Mine's too. All those years of hearing Eric DeGroote talk about Slipknot, I'm like, like even before I got into him, I was just like, oh, Slipknot? Cool. Yeah. And then I heard him and I was like, I get it now, Eric. I get it. Sometimes you got to listen to your music heavy. Oh yeah, I I, I can't. I, I tell you, dude. I have like a couple songs that I, that are my go-to songs when I'm like angry or pissed off, and Custer is like first on the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to listen to music heavy. Oh yeah, as close as baby going out. Yeah, I have a little correction to make. I um, we were talking about. Uh, Slipknot. The sub, sub, ah, why am I struggling with that word right? Subliminal versus. Yep. I said that that was the one with Psychosocial on it, and that is not correct. Psychosocial was on All Hope is Gone. Uh-huh. Subliminal versus was the one with Before I Forget. Yes. And Duality. I pushed my finger into my. Uh, oh, okay. Which is. That's still an amazing album. I say Iowa and Subliminal are the. The two better Slipknot albums, but and but I did call something big tonight. Charlotte took the championship off of Becky. Uh, you are half right. Uh, no, I was right. I said she's dropping the title here. What did she do, Brian? She dropped the title to Charlotte, and then B- Bailey came out and cashed in and won the championship. Yeah, but I was still technically right. Charlotte won the championship there. I guess. But then she turned around and lost it, so. Yeah. Which made me very happy. Yeah, me too. Go, Bailey. Go, Bailey. We're her front, so. You said it. Yowie wowie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get into our spotlight of the week here. I'm going to pick a... Like a song by a band or an artist that we really like, and we just want to highlight. Um, Brian, you got one locked in. You want to talk about it? I'm taking it old school today, baby. I'm taking it back to 2003. Avenged Sevenfold. Reminiscence. 16 years ago? Yeah. All right. Off the Wake and the Falling album by Avenged Sevenfold, this is Reminiscence. Yep.
Holy shit. <laughs> Excellent choice, Brian. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I try. Full disclosure, I've never heard that song before. I haven't dove deep into Waking the Fallen at all past Unholy Confessions. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's Unholy Confessions. Confessions yeah, right. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I was in... I, I, a few other songs I, I've always really liked. I mean, this is going back years. And then we saw them at Rebellion. Rebellion yep. And that's what really made me just go, I'm all in on Avenged Sevenfold. I mean, the, I'm talking the classics like Afterlife, mm-hmm. Nightmare, yep. Almost Easy. Like, those songs I was, I was all about. I liked them a lot. But I didn't really dive deep into them mm-hmm. until I saw them in the, the show that they put on. And they close they close that show with Unholy Confessions. Unholy Confessions. So I got I downloaded that one from the Wake and the Fallen album. And didn't dive deep into that album at all. That's about to change. I'm listening to this whole album after you leave. Well, see, here's the thing about it. Uh, all I knew I was gonna pick Avenged Sevenfold for the spotlight this week. I, I was I was scrolling through because, like, you give me your your spotlight of the week, mm-hmm. and I downloaded it on my phone, and we played through the Bluetooth there. Yeah, and. Two, you were you were debating on three songs. Three songs, all Two of from them, the Waking the Fallen album. They were they were all from Waking the Fallen, and <laughs> yeah. I'm scrolling through like looking for them on here while you because you gave me those three and you were trying to decide, so I was <laughs> trying to pull them up. <laughs> they were right there on the same album. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I I always trust you when you're like, dude, this song is really good. Yeah. I, I go listen to it. And I'm like, yeah, that's really fucking good. <laughs> so. But yeah, I'm. I think this whole next week I'm probably listening to nothing but this album right now. I mean, because when you hear, like, old old Avenged Sevenfold fans, they'll... Add whole album. Add whole album. Add whole album right now. (laughs) Listen to these these damn song titles. Yeah. But, uh... Desecrate through reverence? What? What does that even mean? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so... When... Oh, I can't wait. When you hear like old school events, Sevenfold fans like, oh, they're old stuff, man. I miss when they did the old stuff. Just like Metallica fans, just like Slipknot fans. I mean, fans. you're going to get that. When when a band hits that over 20-year mark, shit, they, they go over that 10-year mark. Man, I, I miss their old stuff. Yeah. Like, shut up and just be thankful they're still out there putting out music for your ungrateful ass. Right. There's, but, my, there's my mini rant. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that's a thing. And so when you think when you hear them say, "Oh, I miss the old event sevenfold," that's what they're talking about. <laughs> this is it. I, I listening to it, man. I I tell you that was peak M Shadows vocals right there, and I was surprised. And I don't know why I was surprised because thinking of the album that it came off, you listen to Unholy Confessions, and yeah. th- those vocals are brutal on it. When he came in with that just guttural growl. That yeah. he had there, I was just like, I, I mean, they don't, they didn't see it, but I looked at you with just mouth agape, eyes wide, just like, oh, this is this is sevenfold, sevenfold. Yeah, <laughs> this is a hell to the king. This buddy. is not hell to the king, <laughs> sevenfold. Yeah, this is not the stage. <laughs> Please don't say that album title again. Uh, oh I'm, my! I'm never god. gonna let that one go. By the way. Oh my god! I hope you know that. I've never been more disappointed. And there's a so couple of good songs 
There was a couple of good songs on there. But just the overall album, like... Yeah. Like, Goddamn. That yeah. was an amazing song. Yes. I like that song a lot. It's probably my favorite on the album, which doesn't really take much to, that, nah. to be honest. But there was another one that I was really, really into on that album. I like Sunny Disposition. That was it. That was it. That With was the little it. horn part in it. But I like that. Yeah, they... Anywho, good choice, Brian. I like this song a lot, man. Okay, here's my pick for Spotlight of the Week. Um, Brian, Mm -hmm. are you familiar with Gary Clark Jr.? Of course I am. He's black. I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to go racial. (laughs) Mm. Um, I know. I've I've sent you a couple of his songs too. That that guy is. People love him. His music is amazing. Yeah. And, and just the way he plays guitar, too. Yeah. The guy is super talented. Um, now, do you know Tom Morello? Yes. <laughs> He's black. Big- <laughs> <laughs> okay, I forgot that fact. <laughs> Honestly, for a minute, I forgot that shit there. <laughs> okay. So... Actually, Tom Morello was the epicenter this year. Yes, he was. Did you go check him out at all? No, unfortunately not. Okay, cool. So he black and you didn't go check him out. I see how it is. It was Sunday. <laughs> he was performing on Sunday. I know, I just gotta give you shit. I know. So, Tom Morello, this year, he put out a solo album. He kind of did the Slash thing mm-hmm. a little bit, where every... Every and, and Mark Morton. Mark Morton, yeah. Every song had a different singer on it. Mm-hmm. He did one with Gary Clark Jr. Oh, a little stuffy. Ugh. And um, I think he also did all of these, all of the songs. Oh, let me look. He did all of the songs, or most, some of them, with this um, artist called Grammatic. Or something like that. Okay. Um, it's like a dubstep feel. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this song has like has a moment where it kicks into some dubstep. But um, overall, the song is really great because it's got that classic Gary Clark Jr. feel, and then you got that that Tom Morello kind of like bouncy riff with yeah. it that you get in the, like Rage Against the Machine right. type thing. So um, the the name of the song, let's see, the name of the album he put out is The Atlas Underground. Mm-hmm. Um, and the name of the song is Can't Stop the Bleeding. Okay. So, here it is.
That was really good. It was. Now, full disclosure, I'm not really that into dubstep. Nor am I. I had like a brief like five minute phase where I accepted it. I was like, alright, I kind of get it. But I I was kind of hoping we were out of the dubstep phase. Mm. But they made it work there. They did. Um, Gary Clark Jr. is somebody that I really want to see live one day. Absolutely. I'll be right there beside you, buddy. Because that guy is amazing. He gives me a vibe of what a modern day, can't believe I'm saying this, a modern day Jimi Hendrix would sound like. Really? He does give me that vibe. And it's not because he's black. It has something to do with it, though. Maybe a touch. <laughs> no, but I actually, now that I think about it, I I actually do agree with you on that. Because I've seen like videos of his live performances and just his stage presence. Everything tends to just remind me a little bit of Jimi Hendrix. Well, he's, um, I mean, you definitely see the influence then. There he is. Yes. Then the vocal tone tone. I love his vocals, man. His vocals to me, at points, sound like Prince. That's high praise. I don't compare oh, this. I don't compare this motherfucker to Jimi Hendrix and Ever. Prince. Oh, it, I'm, I'm not. I'm not living without those two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's I mean, high praise coming from I, me. I'm so. all in on Gary Clark Jr. right now. I think if Epicenter was to get him. Oh, I want to see how he thrives in that type of situation. Here in the South. We just had Howard Jones there the other day. But he played straight up metal. I mean, I've I've listened to a lot of his Black and Blue album. And some of it is very R&B-ish. Some of it's pretty hot uh, hip-hop. Hiro the Hero was at Carolina Rebellion. I'm at uh, Epicenter Festival. Machine Gun Kelly was at <laughs> was well, at epicenter. I'm thinking about the first single he put out from his new album too. He's gonna have to play it. Yeah. And um if you've heard it, you know Yeah, but it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. I would I would be all in on him being that epicenter. I would I would be right at that stage for that performance, absolutely. But yeah. <laughs> so that one is Tom Morello with Gary Clark Jr. and some dubstep dude named Grammatic. Reminds me of the guy from Upper Center named Crystal Method. He's an Asian dude. His name was Crystal Method. And he did, literally did a whole DJ shit set mm. at Carolina Rebellion. Well, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> so... Typically, we would do our hero and our bum of the week here, but it was a little bit, little bit of a slow week there. Yeah. Um, Nobody really stood up, stood out, you know? So, like, we both couldn't really come up with either one. Um, if I, if we were, went through with the segment, I, I would definitely want to say that, um, a big hero for me, uh, yesterday uh, the band that I've been I've been playing with for a little bit, we wanted to put together a uh, a show really quick. We uh, 
we had it, we had things actually set up. We were, we were good to go. We were practicing together a little bit. Um, our the guy that we normally have drumming, uh, over a week ago, he decided. Uh, he not decided. Sorry, poor choice of words there. He got a new job, a better job. So good for him. Um, he gave us a heads up that he may not be able to make the show because of the schedule. A little early, you know, in the job to be saying, hey, I can't work this day. But what he did do was give us uh, an alternative. Like, hey, if I can't do it, my guy here could fill in for me. Came out about a week ago. He saw the schedule. Had to work a double yesterday. Couldn't can do it. So we go forward with the replacement. Literally the day, 12 hours to go, no, sorry, 24 hours to go before we're supposed to start playing, he hits up our the guy that sings and says, I can't do it. I have to work. So we had took a few hours and we were scrambling, trying to find some way to save it because we were talking about just canceling it. Um, our singer, he has a neighbor that, um, he's been playing drums decades. He, um, not only did he come through and say that he would play with us, but he brought all of his equipment over, his entire PA system. He brought over amps, the mixing board. He brought all of it. And we put on a show for all of, um, for all of our uh, singers, family, and all that that showed up there. We had probably about like 30 people, I think. Um, had a cookout. Uh, it was a way to celebrate his little sister's birthday. She turned 16. Shout out to her. Happy birthday, by the way. Um, but yeah, if, if I had to pick a hero, he was definitely it. Because without him, we probably would have, if we would have went continued with it, it wouldn't have been even half of the show we put on. So... Joel Hawkins, thank you once again. You're uh you helped out in a major way. So in light of not having the full segment there that we wanted that we originally planned, we're actually gonna in place do a top five for you guys. Yeah. I'm excited and, about this. Uh it it took me a minute to put this top five together because it's so hard for me. Because it's a band I truly I've loved for so many years. Uh, we're going to rank our top five ACDC songs. Brian, if you want to take the lead on this here, yep. you want to go first with your number five. Number five, Thunderstruck. That low? Well, the other four are amazing songs. Oh, my God. I feel like... Like I said, we're probably going to have a lot of doubles, but our order is going to be completely different. Probably. My number five. Have a drink on me. Okay. I don't, I, I don't know what. I just love that song. I mean, because you love to drink. Shut the fuck up. No, I just, it's a good song. Yeah. All right. Reverend, I'm on number four. Number four, Back in Black. My number four is Back in Black. Okay. <laughs> so it's solidified there. All right. It's a song that all ACDC, ACDC fans love to death. Because it, after the tragedy of losing, like, the way, 
my my thinking on it was after the tragedy of losing Bon Scott. Yep. And then I, there was probably the future of the band in question there, like with what happened with um, Jason, uh, John Bonham and mm-hmm. Zeppelin. They lost him, and they decided they weren't going to continue on. They that that question came up, and then they suddenly came back, and that's what they came back with that song, "Back in Black." Yep. So truly iconic song, and it kicked that that kicked off the Brian Johnson era of ACDC who has gone on to probably be, honestly, a little more iconic than Bon Scott. Never want to be the second guy. I mean, the first guy. Especially when the second one is a man. Well, I, I, I try and think about, like, what ACDC would have been if Bon Scott didn't pass. And I think they would have been equally legendary. Cause, yeah. Because the momentum they had behind them with, with the albums he was on. Right. I mean, those songs were just legendary. And they just... ACDC struck gold twice. They they had lightning strike twice when they brought in uh, Brian Johnson. Yeah. Because he just... he The, the way he, he took over and carried... And the band just carried on. So... Alright, Brian, you're number three. Number three... It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Son of a bitch. I forgot about that song. It's a long I way to forget about that song. Top. I don't know. But I remembered it. Sure. My number three. You shook me all night long. Number three. That's all you get it? You just wait. You just wait. Okay. I love that riff. That's one of my favorite guitar riffs of all time. Mm-hmm. That that slow little, yeah, that little slow intro, and then the drum hits, and then they, it goes yeah. into that riff. That, oh my god, I love that song. Number two, Brian. Number two, you shoot me all night long. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the look you shot me when I said the title. <laughs> all right, number two for me, Thunderstruck. That, okay. that opening, that opening little riff that yeah. Angus plays there, that changed my life when I saw that. I remember my older brother Jason showing me. He was like, "Adam, come look at this," and I saw he was playing it one handed. It blew my mind, bro. Time out, time out, time out. Was there a chance? Was there a time where Jason Kendall sounded like he was from New York instead of from down south in North Carolina somewhere? My apologies. Adam, come look at this. That's better. <laughs> That's much better. Thank you. Now I feel better. The world, the world is back normal. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Brian, you're number one. Highway to Hell. I purposely kept that one off. Why? It's supposed to be a top That's five. That's in every top five. Well, duh, for a reason... But a lot of people say it's overplayed. Well, yeah, all good songs are overplayed, Adam. <laughs> Alright, calm down. If it's not a good song, then it's not played at all, right? I'd rather be overplayed than not played at all. So that's your number one? Yes. My number one, also a bit overplayed. For those about The Rock, we salute you. Okay. You kind of just turned me off by not putting <laughs> Highway to Hell 
I mean, obviously, that is a top ACDC song. I'm on the highway. Yeah. But I just, I love, the for those about the rock, they end the show with it. It's a whole production with the cannons and the... Uh, it's it's such a great song. It's probably my favorite ACDC song. And that opening, that intro riff there, just gets you hype when you hear it. You get up out of your seat, you're like, oh, let's go! So, <laughs> alright. That is our top five ACDC songs. Mm-hmm. A little controversy there for a minute. It's not controversy, it's just you just being a jerk. Oh my god. It's not that serious, man. How, who does it put Highway to Hell in a top five ACDC song list? Me trying to be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yowie wowie, in a bad way. Yowie wowie is right. That's a bad yowie wowie. Very bad yowie wowie. <laughs> but. We're <golly>. so dumb. <laughs> How? Oh. Uh. All right. We're going to move on now before Brian has an aneurysm. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the show. We want to thank you guys for tuning in yet again. To the people that do tune in every single week, please, 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 please start spreading the word. Take it all around. Tell, tell everyone you know, people you work with, your friends. We, we're really trying to build up a following on this. We, we can get some sponsors. We can start taking off. We got big, big plans for this show. Um, and I believe, like, yeah, this is, like, a primarily a rock and roll podcast. But there's a little something in this show for everybody. Yeah. If and, anything, and we're trying to expand the horizon so it can include yeah. other people. It, all sorts of interests. And we're... We, we do typically talk about rock and roll, but we've got plans. We're going to start talking about different genres of music as well. Like we got a country music-themed show planned coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we got, we'll have a, a guest on, and we'll do like a hip-hop R&B-themed show coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we just, bottom line, we got so many big plans that we're excited about for this show that I know all of you guys will really enjoy. So, even though we're a rock and roll themed show, just remember that there's, I believe there's something for everybody in our show. And if anything, just tell somebody to listen to the first, to our opening segment, uh, when we first start the show, where we usually go for about 20, 30, sometimes 40 minutes on random things that come across our minds. I mean, and that, that's just <laughs> us being us. Yeah. That, those are typical conversations between Brian and myself. Usually they would last like two hours. <laughs> like like we talked about before, when I was working outside and I had all that freedom, Brian would call me at work and we'd have four-hour conversations that spanned like everything, music, politics, life, back to music. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, and that, that kind of birthed this podcast here. So, right. Um, the more you spread the word, the more we can do these type of shows and we can do special type of shows yes. and we can get some actually big name guests on here and do some interviews mm-hmm. just to kind of give you a glimpse into the plans we have for this show um but yes please please spread the word that's that's all we ask of you guys right now just get more people listening let's get more ears on this thing and uh 
this watch should take off. Yes. And uh, with that, we we will leave you. So thank you once again for listening. And as always, be kind to each other.